Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here this morning. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results and headlines from the weekend that was before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, I hope that everyone had a fantastic weekend. It is bright and sunny here in Regina this morning, and it's getting close to barbecue season. We had that snowstorm last week, and now we had some sun, so the grass is out. Hearing rumors from driving ranges could be open this coming weekend. We don't want to jinx it, though, but I also got to take in some playoff action all weekend long, especially on the hockey front, so zero complaints there, and the wagers went well. Also, so we're excited for today's episode and we are ready to get into things right now. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to make some wagers? Then head over to bet99.com. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. And the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French. And customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at signup. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Now, let's get back to the show. Well, as I said, it was a great weekend as far as bets go, but... We were a little bit worried on Friday. We got out to a 1-3 and three start. Wasn't our best overall. And then Saturday happened. And we had an amazing day on the ice. 4-0 clean sweep as far as our parlay goes. We we're 6-2 and two on straight-up plays as well. And then Sunday, exact same thing. 6-2. and two. Felt really good to get back in the positive. And so uh, over 13 units this weekend. I guess you could say this. Cut the check. Boom. Cut the check. Cut the check. Cut. All the beers are on me. Where are we going? Where are we going? So let's chat about what happened this weekend. And it starts with the NBA playoffs with only one series that has finished so far. Only going to be one sweep as far as the playoff goes. And that was Philly and Brooklyn. Philly takes it 4-0. No Embiid for game four, but it really didn't matter. The top end talent really won out in this series. Harden had 17-11-8 in the final game. Tobias added a double-double as well. Overall, a very up-and-down year for Brooklyn when you start out the year having Kyrie and KD on the roster, and then you roll into playoffs having Mikhail Bridges and Spencer Dinwiddie be your two best players, then you're going to have some issues. But Brooklyn moving forward, they still have a bright future. A lot of good young guys on that team. Bridges and Cam Johnson especially had a great postseason, so we could see them be a contender a few years down the road. And we have Boston and Atlanta. Boston yesterday goes up 3-1 to one with a 129-121 to 121 victory. We had Boston minus 5.5, so I was happy to see that one cover. Now, Marcus Smart did play yesterday. It was a little bit surprising after he took a tough fall in Game 3. But he goes, Tatum at 31-7, and seven, and five other Celtics 
were in double digits scoring wise. The Hawks honestly just look overmatched in this series. It was obvious once again in this game. And things aren't going to get any easier. It looked like DeJounte Murray bumped into an official after the game. So he could be seeing a suspension as well, which would mean Boston in five feels inevitable. It felt inevitable at the start that this was a four or five game series. But without Murray, it certainly should be. Then you've got the Knicks and Cleveland. One of the more surprising series so far because the Knicks find themselves up three to one. They won 102 to 93. Now, we have Knicks winning this series in seven games, but I don't know if it's even going to go that far. This could be a five, maybe six gamer by the looks of things. Donovan Mitchell was really bad yesterday. Darius Garland was just all right. And this just isn't a very deep Cavs team. They're struggling to score. Whereas on the Knicks side, Josh Hart's contributing, Barrett, Brunson. Randall was poor yesterday. He only had seven points and it didn't matter. So the Knicks certainly are rolling in the postseason. Can't believe I'm hearing myself say that. And in Miami, they blew up Milwaukee in game three. No Giannis once again for the Bucks. So it wasn't close. 121 to 99 uh, was the score. 35 and four for Butler. Playoff Jimmy continues to show up. But Middleton and Drew, they only combined for 42 points, which when you've got no Giannis, that can't happen. They've got to be going for 50, 60 combined if they want to have a chance in these series. So they need to be better. They play tonight in game four. Right? And so we will definitely be chatting about that in a little bit. Now in the West, the Lakers, they blew out Memphis in game three. Dylan Brooks talked a lot of smack and then stunk it up early and got ejected for a groin shot on LeBron. So not the greatest look for the Canadian. If you're going to talk all that smack, you definitely have to back it up. And he did not in that game. But the Lakers win 111-101. to It doesn't really reflect how big of a blow this one was early. Now, John Morant did have 45 points. He tried to bring them back. Unfortunately, they were too far gone at that point. AD with 31-7 and and LeBron with 25 points in the win. Lakers play tonight in Game 4 with a chance to go up 3-1 and have a stranglehold on the series. Golden State and Sacramento, another great game yesterday, 126 to 125. They were tied heading now to Sacramento, but a lot of bad shot decisions down the stretch. Harrison Barnes, especially, he had a couple of late looks from three that he was unable to convert, which is a shame because De'Aaron Fox had an incredible game with 38. But the Warriors, they win game four. Now they head back to Sacramento. It's a best of three now. We'll see if the young upstarts can knock off this veteran team. Phoenix goes up 3-1 to one on the Clippers. Once Kawhi went down, it felt like this was inevitable. But Russell, Russell Westbrook has been incredible in this series. Unfortunately, when you've got Booker, Paul, Katie, Aiton on the other side, that's just not going to be enough, even for as good of a role team or role players that they have on this team. Uh, it's just unfortunate to see. We could see this one going just five games, depending how tomorrow goes. Then you got Minnesota and Denver. Denver was up three to nothing after Friday. Looks dominant once again, but last night Minnesota extends it with an OT win. Thanks to Ant Man, he had a great game uh, yesterday. So the T Wolves they survive. Can they go into Denver and win a game? We'll have to wait and see. I don't think that they have a lot of fight left, but Ant Man might have other ideas. NHL playoff wise, Boston they go up three to one yesterday. Dominant six to two victory. It was awesome to see the, the playoff grittiness. We saw Allmark getting into it, trying to fight Kachuk yesterday. But this one, I think, should be over on Tuesday. Hall and DeBrusque each had two goals in this game. Boston, that, that historic regular season team, just continues to dominate even in the postseason. 
Toronto are very fortunate to find themselves up two to one heading into game four, but they are. And that's due to Riley's game winner in overtime. Now, people would call it a controversial hit that he laid uh, on point in that third period. But to me, it's just two guys going after the puck. It didn't look dirty in any sense to me. And so I'm glad to see that he didn't didn't actually get a major in that game. Um, He did end up going to the box. But that being said, Toronto, they got outplayed for a lot of that game. But they find themselves up two to one. Can they win tonight to make it three to one? and potentially win that first-round series that they've been waiting for for over a decade. Rangers and Devils. Devils, again, they got outplayed on Saturday night, but they pick up the OT victory 2-1 to thanks to Dougie Hamilton's winner. This doesn't change my opinion on the series. To me, the Devils were road warriors all year. They got their one result, but I see the Rangers definitely settling in tonight and making this a 3-1 to series. Carolina made it a 3-1 to series with the Islanders yesterday. They blew them out in the Islanders' own building. They just don't have enough up front. Sorokin, he's been great throughout this series, but hasn't been getting a lot of help. Dallas, they got blown out on Friday, but then yesterday picked up a 3-2 to win on the road. Thanks to Ottinger, he was incredible. Had a ton of breakaway saves yesterday that kept them in this game. And because of that, it's 2-2 to heading back to Dallas. Best of three now in that series. Colorado, they lead Seattle. Seattle just looks outmatched. Six to four was the final on Saturday. Ranton and McKinnon both had two goals, and McCarr added one as well. Again, if Martin Jones was playing, I'd feel a lot better about potentially taking Seattle to have won this series. But with Grubauer and Net, I just can't do it. Vegas and Winnipeg. Vegas takes it in OT. Eichel finally got going in game three. He added a couple of goals there. But Hellebuck, he's tried to keep them in this series. Losing Morrissey is going to be a major blow for the Jets as well. So I don't know how you back them now without their top D-man and being down in this series. And then Edmonton and L.A. Oilers dropped another one in overtime on Friday, and then last night happened. They fell behind 3-0, looked dead in the water, and then they come back to win it in overtime thanks to Zach Hyman's winner. And so 5-4, the Oilers finally get over their overtime slumps, 2-2 heading back to Edmonton. And this is a great series, as was expected. And then we had the EPL weekend recap because there was a lot happening on the the English soccer side of things. Fulham took care of Leeds at home. So did Leicester. Leicester's is major for their relegation bid. Um, They are currently sitting right on that bubble. And so they really needed three points and delivered. Liverpool knocked off Forrest 3-2, one of the better games that you saw on the day. Brentford and Villa drew. Palace and Everton drew. And that Palace and Everton game, I hope you didn't watch it. One of the worst games of the year, 0-0, zero to zero, was the final there. And then Newcastle yesterday absolutely dismantled Tottenham. They were up 5-0 after 21 minutes. This is huge for Newcastle, who are looking for that final Champions League spot. And delivering in a game like that goes a long way in getting them to do so. Now Tottenham, they're currently in fifth, uh, and they're six points back, so... They really need some help if they're going to get into the top flight of Europe this year. And then FA Cup-wise, Man City won 3-0, so they're heading to the final. As are my Red Devils. They win in a shootout over Brighton. So we get a Manchester derby in the FA Cup final. Cannot wait for that game. And with that, let's head over to the daily game slate. Let's chat about what's happening today. A bit of a lighter slate, I guess, by some standards just due to a couple of NBA games. We still have the regular four NHL 
and then some MLB as well. So as I had said, two NBA playoff games happening tonight, and it starts with the Bucks, who are minus five and a half against Miami today. Pretty surprising to see this line on the road. Main reason being that Giannis is still a game-time decision with that back issue. Now, if you like the Bucks, you probably have to get it now. I don't think that you're going to get any better odds. Um, because if Giannis gets ruled out and you want to back them, then, then fill your boots. It's just not a situation where I want to go with it. Now, Miami also has some game-time decision issues. You've got Bam there. There's no hero in the lineup, no Oladipo. And Jimmy Butler's also a game-time decision. Now, I'm assuming that Jimmy and Bam are going in this game just because they have that game-time decision tag. Doesn't mean that they'll get ruled out. But without Giannis, I just think that this is a really tough spot to bet it. Even the over-under at 216.5 seems very low. But if Giannis gets ruled out, that could even drop as well. So I think this is one that you have to wait until closer to tip-off. On the other side, in the West, as I mentioned, Grizzlies and Lakers, and the Lakers are minus 4.5 at home. Lakers did end up winning by 10, but minus 4.5 is very interesting, especially given how poorly Memphis started last game. Jaw went off, but Brooks struggled. Jaren's action Jr. was bad, and it looks like Brooks isn't going to be suspended, so he'll be playing tonight in the Lakers building. And so I'm assuming that this is a good bounce-back spot for Memphis. I thought this game or this series was going seven, and it feels like it's still leaning that way. And I think the only way for it to do so is that the Grizzlies pick up a win tonight, and I think they do. So I might take Memphis points tonight if I was playing anything in the NBA. NHL playoffs-wise, we've got four games once again, and it starts with New Jersey and the Rangers. As I said earlier, New Jersey makes it two to one, but I still don't think that this has a major effect on the series we're looking at only five and a half for the over-under, which after that two and two to one result, I would be leaning the under here tonight as well. That being said, New Jersey, they were 28-9-4 on the road in the regular season. But the Rangers still, they dominated game three. It just to me, this leans them winning this game. Um, clearly, Vegas thinks that as well at that minus 150, but the Devils were the better team technically in the regular season. So it wouldn't shock me if they went in on the road and evened it up, but I'm hopeful for the Rangers to make it 3-1. to one. And then you've got Toronto and Tampa. Toronto, they are basically in a pick em for this game. Um, and Toronto, they got dominated in the second and third in that game. This does feel like a spot where Tampa evens it up heading back to Toronto. I know that Toronto has been, they were the better team in game two for sure. But getting outplayed for a couple of games, I don't know how you win back-to-back -back road games, especially against such a battle-tested team in Tampa who has guys like Vasilevsky and Hedman and Kucherov that have been in these big moments year after year. And so I would lean Tampa today if I was playing anything just to make this an extended series. I would also play Vegas on the road at minus 115. Slight road favorites, but unless Hellebuck stands on his head tonight, I just don't see a scenario where Vegas loses this game. When you lose a guy like Morrissey, he was a Norris Trophy candidate for a lot of the season. And so as much as I picked Winnipeg to win this series now without Morrissey, I've lost faith entirely. And so I can't bet it tonight because I'm hopeful for Winnipeg, but that would certainly be where I would lean. And then Colorado was minus 150 on yesterday. Now they're minus 155 on the road against Seattle. Seattle threw everything that they could at Colorado in their first ever home game in Seattle. But again, this is a spot where I just can't back the home team. 
if we had Jones in this series, completely different. But because of that, I would have to bat Colorado. And then a lot of MLB action. We're not even going to change this banner for probably five or six months. That's how many games there will be. But a couple to look at. I do kind of like this Colorado and Cleveland line. Cleveland are minus 200 at home. So, yes, it is a little bit juiced. But there's definitely some value in there given that Gomber has been horrendous. He has an over 12 ERA to start the year. He's 0-4 for the Rockies. And so I would back the Guardians here, maybe grab a first five money line, first five minus a half. But until he shows up to work, Gomber and the Rockies, I just can't do it. So I like that Cleveland Guardians line. And then the White Sox and the Blue Jays. Jays are minus 165 at home with Lance Lynn and Bassett going in this game. Now, Lynn, he's been shaky to start the year. That's why Toronto's minus 165. But Bassett's also been hit and miss. So despite the fact that the White Sox have lost four straight, I do think that there is some value here. Maybe at plus a half first five, or if you can get a decent plus one and a half line, that would be my lean for Jays and White Sox. And so with that, let's head over to our last call pick segment sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. We're going to give you our winning plays for today. But before we do, let's play that promotional video. So we got Last Mountain Distillery, which is family-owned and operated and located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits, their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their phenomenal seasonal products like their sweet tea vodka as well as their coconut vodka. I'm on a little bit of a booze cleanse right now, but I know that my wife enjoyed that coconut vodka this weekend. Also go and support them. We've got on the sweater today. Really love the support that we get from Last Mountain Distillery and let's make sure to support local. And so with that, let's head over and give you our plays for the day, starting with the Angels' first five minus a half versus the A's at minus 133 for one and a half units. I don't know how you back the A's with how horrendous they have been to start this season. Uh, Suarez, he hasn't even been great recently. He gave up a couple earned runs against the Yankees, but was quite poor prior to that. The straight-up money line is minus 200. I think that the Angels are going to get to them early. The A's may be one of the worst teams of all time, and so I'm going to back the Angels today, first five minus a half. I'm also going to back the Red Sox and Orioles over at minus 121 for one and a half units. Now, we got it yesterday at seven and a half, but for this morning's show at eight, you can still get it at minus 121, depending on your book. And I cannot get behind behind both Sale and Kremer to be good enough to go under in this game. Both are over a six ERA to start the year. Feels like a high-scoring matchup, especially for two teams that are both top five in runs per game to start the year. I'm also going to back that Avalanche money line against the Kraken. We got it at minus 150 for one unit. Seattle, it felt like if they were getting a home win, it was going to be Saturday. They just look overwhelmed and overpowered. So I'm going to go with Colorado to win. Then they head on home and close it out in five games. And then to cap it off, I'm going to play the Rangers money line tonight against the Devils. Favorite play of the day. Shesterkin has still been incredible. Um, just the Rangers couldn't score in game three. I think they're going to find a way. I don't think that this rookie goaltender is some showstopper. He had a great 
one game performance, but I think that the Rangers pull it out and at two units at minus 150, we're going to roll with them. So appreciate everyone who tuned into the show. Once again, we, we appreciate your support every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. And we will see you guys on Wednesday for the Competitive Hedge podcast. <laughs>